tell me, what things do you do to care for the people who you love? Think about the people who you love. What things do you do to show them that you care or to care for them? Anyone got any thoughts? Any of the adults? Any of the children? Is everyone asleep today? What things do we do to care for people? Olivet, can you shout out for me? Love them? Yeah. What else can we do to care for people we love? Help them. Help them? Yeah. Give them food. Give them food. That sounds like a good one, Shannon. Yeah. What did you say? Kiss, run. You can give them a kiss or a hug. That's lovely. Daniela. What can you do to care for somebody? Okay, what about mums with new babies especially? Mums with babies, how does a mother care for, for its baby? We saw something on the picture up there, how birds care for their babies. How do mums care for their babies? What things do they do for them? Affirm them with lovely words, yeah. Feed them. Feed them. Okay, anything else? Shield them. Make sure that they're safe. Hold them. Yeah, Jonathan? Play music. Play music to make them happy. Teach them. Teach them. Loads and loads of things that we do to care for people and that especially mothers do to care for their babies. So just now we're going to watch a bit of a DVD clip. For those of you who are coming to the Holiday Club, we're going to watch lots of bits from this DVD, but this is just the first part, and we're going to see how one mother cared for her baby, but also how God showed his care and protection over that baby, and you need to watch out for the crocodile, okay? Hush now, my baby, be still now. Great. Sure... Some of you have seen that film before. It's one of my favourites. So, I wonder if you knew this fact. I discovered lots of facts about the River Nile, actually, when I was writing this, that the River Nile is the longest river in the world. So the river that baby Moses got put on, he got put on part of the longest river in the world. It's actually 4,200 miles long, or thereabouts. And it would take probably at least 56 days to walk the full length of the river, but that would be if you didn't stop to eat or sleep. And it's so long, it runs through nine different countries. So being such a long river, it probably contained a lot of dangers as well. Did you notice any dangers that the baby in the basket came across on his travels down the river? Crocodile. Yeah, there was the big crocodile. Serenity, can you shout it for me? There were hippos. Yeah, I know sometimes people think hippos are lovely, but they're really not. Boats. Boats, yeah, people on boats with big oars. Yeah, the hippo, the hippopotamus. What else? What else did you notice? Destiny. Yeah, there were some people out catching fish, weren't there? And there was something else that was coming down from the sky, too, that was floating around. I think there were fishing boats. Yeah, there were fishing boats. I saw some birds too. Did you see some birds at the beginning that were coming down to sea? So it was quite a dangerous thing, really. So in today's story that we've just heard and watched, a mother put her baby in the basket and left him in the river. 
It's quite a strange thing to do, isn't it? But actually, she did it for a reason. So let's just have a think for, the mo- for a moment about those reasons. You see, right back near the very beginning, God chose Abraham to be the father of a nation that would bless all nations. And God blessed Abraham's children and grandchildren and be- until they became a large nation of people, the Israelites. They moved to Egypt to escape a famine and they had become slaves. They were trapped far away from the homeland that God had promised to them and their ancestors. And so they began to cry out to God because the Egyptian pharaoh was not kind to them. You see, the guy in charge, the pharaoh, he was actually afraid of them. He was afraid that they were growing bigger and bigger and more and more people. So he treated them very badly and made them slaves. And then later he decided on something even more awful because he couldn't risk the Israelites getting more and more. So he decided that all the baby boys should be killed. And that's why Moses' mother was trying to hide him because she didn't want that to happen. That's why she made that decision to put him in a basket on a river that could be quite dangerous. So we saw that Moses was hidden in a basket It was kept sealed, kept safe from the water. It had a lid on it and that he went down the river. But I'm sure, quite similar to what we saw, I'm sure even as he went down that river, he came across dangers. And then where did the baby's basket end up? Where did the baby end up? Did anyone notice? In Egypt. Yeah, they were already in Egypt. Where did he end up? I think they ended up in like Pharaoh's tomb. Not quite his tomb, that's a good try. They ended up at Pharaoh's palace. And Pharaoh's daughter was the one that found the basket. And she was the one that took Moses in and decided to take care of him. But not only that, did you notice that Moses' sister was following along the river the whole time? Did you see that? She was following along to make sure that her brother was safe. She wanted to make sure that he was okay. And when she saw that the Pharaoh's daughter had found Moses, she said, why don't I go and get you one of the Hebrew ladies to come and nurse him and take care of him? And of course, who did she go and get? Who did she go and get to look after him? His mum. She got his mum. So his mum was able to take care of him. And as we'll see, if you're coming to the holiday club this week, that rescue that happened to Moses at the very beginning of his story led to him becoming a great leader. So we can already see that God is showing his care and protection over Moses and over Moses' mum. What do you think that Moses' mum was hoping for when she put him in that basket in the river? What do you think she was hoping would happen? That someone would find him and take care of him. Yeah, exactly. She was hoping that somebody would take care of him. She was hoping that he he would be kept safe. And as it happened, he was brought to a new home, a new family, but also one that would give him the upbringing, the relationships, and the position he needed for all that God had for him for the future. So we can see God's favor on Moses right from the very beginning. But The thing that I really love about this story, because yes, it tells us that God cares for us, that God protects us, but 
actually, at the very beginning, Moses' mum was the one that had to do something. If she hadn't have done anything, who knows what would have happened? But she had to take that step and do something and trust God. Yes, God cared for Moses. Yes, God protected him. But the first thing that had to happen was that someone had to do something. His mum knew that Moses was in danger. But I don't know if she knew all that God had planned for her son. The Bible doesn't tell us that. She just wanted him to be safe. Do you think she knew that Moses was going to survive that journey on the river when she put him in the water? Did she know? Did she know that it would be the Pharaoh's daughter that would take care of him? Did she know that she would then get to go and nurse him and take care of him after that? Did she even know that he would be safe in the Pharaoh's palace? She didn't know any of those things, but she chose to trust God. She trusted in God's care and protection over her and her family. So does anyone have any ideas about what trust is? How would you describe trust, the word trust? Any thoughts? Blessing. You might have to shout it, or I'm going to have to come all the way over here. <laughs> what would you say trust is? Thank you. To believe, in, like, to believe in someone and have faith in them. Yeah, it's a bit like having faith. Great. To believe in someone and have faith in them. Anyone else on what trust is? It's a tricky one. Seth, did you have an idea? A random one, okay. Looking forward to this? Trust is a delicate piece of friendship. So what, sorry? (laughs) A delicate piece of friendship. I quite like that. It's quite cool. Okay. So the quote that I found, which was good, is that that trust is to fully place our confidence or hope in someone else. And the Bible passage that Eno read for us before, in verse 2, it said, I will say to the Lord, you are my place of safety and protection. But then the second part said, you are my God and I trust you. Okay, and then at the end of that psalm, it says, the Lord says, if someone loves me, I will save him. I will protect those who know me. They will call to me and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. So this part of the story of Moses not only reminds us that God cares for us and that he provides us with protection and safety, but also that we need to trust in him, that there's something in our action, our stepping out, our deciding to do something and trust him, where we can see the incredible lengths that God will go to protect us and to show us his care and love. And I'm going to just finish with a tiny little plug for the holiday club. So this week, we're doing a holiday club from Tuesday to Friday, and we're going to continue the story of Moses. We've heard about his beginning and how God rescued him from a really tricky situation. But if you come this week, you're going to hear more and more about the amazing things that God did and the amazing way that God used him. And how it seems even more incredible then that God protected him on the river and brought him to Pharaoh's palace because he had a plan and a purpose. I think we're going to sing now, so I'll hand over to the worship team.